you know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, they know, they know, cause we know, we go all in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. It is Sunday, 9 p.m. You know where you're at. You know where you're supposed to be. We thank you for tuning in. It's half of the All Dressed Up podcast. My name is Kate DC. My boy to this side here is Hef Streams. What up, Hef Lump? Man, what's good, K Dizzle DC? It feels good. It feels good to be back on a Sunday night. Yeah, turn up, man. Turn me up. Well, turn me up because I need that light in my face. What's going on, man? If you rolling in, man, we just getting started. Sal's in the building. What up, Sal? What up, Sal? You see it? Fly Eagles, fly. (laughs) How was your week, man? I know it's been a little bit. How you been, bro? It's been a grind, man. You know, I had a great rest day today. Um, back in the saddle again with the boy Kate Dizzle. So. I'm feeling good, man. Happy to be here. But, you know, just one of those weeks where I worked a lot, spent some time with the family. Of course. Nice combination of, of volume. So trying to get some money and now uh, back to having some fun with you, man. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing much. Arizona Ron's in the building. Talking about some what's up colors. Look, what's up, I watched colors? A, few, a few of our vibes back, man. I got to make sure my glasses are straight. I'll be in here looking. You be in the, oh, my man, Hella 410 crooked. is in the building. We're going to have a night tonight. Hey. When when Arizona and 410 and Sal start to show off, we're going to have a night. Dre is here. We can start the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are starting the podcast. You can Dre now has start the we show. We can now start the show. But look. Look, um, a lot has transpired since we last been on, man. We we've we've missed quite a bit, but um, you know why I'm wearing it, right? You know hey, why man, I'm wearing it. You know, it. somebody told me there was an NFL draft <laughs> over the last uh week or two. So tell me about that draft, big bro. What I happened? mean dubs or dub city. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's upset. Everybody's upset. Unbelievable. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles are building for the future, ladies and gentlemen. I, I see, you know. I see a dynasty forming, and everybody's mad at the moves that the GM is making. Don't be upset, man. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Participate. That's all I'm going to say. Participate. So let's just get ready to it, man. Howie Howie is in the chat from your boy, (laughs) Sal. So I said before, back when we collaborated with the Enough Said podcast, and I give Howie credit. Um, Howie, Howie Roseman is definitely a good GM. I've always given him the credit. I don't appreciate how you guys treat your own general manager. Hey, I, mean, I really don't. Hey, look, you already know if you ain't, if we ain't winning, it's a problem. Somebody so you think you want, so you think you won the draft? Absolutely. I think so get to um, it, man. How'd the, you win the draft? I think the biggest thing was, you know, not just the, the, the players, you know, how we drafted and what kind of, what kind of, um, value we got at it. But I think we got a lot of high quality players at some decent decent areas. Okay. I mean, Texans, you know, went big. They got, you know, franchise players on both sides early. Uh oh, and hopefully to be able to do it, hopefully. And I um, expect to see them trade up and be so aggressive. Yeah. I think I think this draft was different because everybody it kind of kind of went against the grain a little bit. Everybody got what they wanted instead of you know, what they felt was what everyone else felt was the best on the board. So that's why I kind of went a little left sometimes and right the other times. But overall, I think um, we got the best deal out of the whole thing. So build the O and the D lines. You're right. Both, build yeah. both of them out. And um, yeah, you guys the only thing fine. that matters, you know, we walking in the training camp and we'll see what's what. You know, all of it's great until we put the product on the field. So once we get there, we'll get there. But, um, <laughs> that's a, as I'm going to get here. That's how I'm get, out of, get out of here. Give it a buck shit. with you, man. All of it's oh, great hey. until we put the product on the field. So the commanders jumped out there and got a couple of DBs. Shout out to the Washington Commanders, man. I give I, I give the commanders. Eagles some credit. I like what you guys did. You just missed the running back that I know you really wanted. He Very ended true. up he ended up in Atlanta. So we'll see how he does. What's his name again? Uh Bijan Robinson. Yeah, Bijan Robinson ended up in Atlanta to hopefully not wither away with the rest <laughs> of those Falcons, but the NFL yes. draft was fun, man. 
Hey, I think, you know, Atlanta's a sleeper team. They went out and spent a lot of money on a lot of free agents and mm. see what they put together. Jesse Bates from Cincinnati went down there. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild. Your boy uh, Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets, you know, all as well over there. Hey, you know, hey, real quick, hey, real quick, because we're not doing a heavy sports dive. But is uh is Aaron Rodgers really making the Jets a Super Bowl contender? I think they're making him a playoff contender, but not a Super Bowl contender. Super Bowl is where he's no, I don't trying so. to take them. Playoff contender. Get him get him back to the game. Playoffs. Okay. You know. Yeah, they did get aggressively better. We so so that. not so not a Super Bowl contender per K does. We gotta remember that K said this on May 7th <laughs> that the Jets are not a Super Bowl. BOP, hold me down. Yeah, yeah. Put it in put it in notes, man. Yeah, J E T S Jets. You know how keep that. You know how hey, those Jets. Hey, look, but for real, I just want I just want to say that you know, your your Los Angeles Lacares, okay. <sighs> Your Los Angeles Lakers tried to come back and put a statement game out, out there. I figured it out, Kate. After they got Molly I figured bro. it out. Go All ahead. I got to do is bet on a team that I really don't want to win, and then my <laughs> team will win. I figured it out. Yesterday, hopped on FanDuel, right? Yeah. Big Golden State. Of course the Lakers cook shit. What up, CJ? So I figured it out, and sure enough, did the Lakers not come back? Anthony Davis is a, is low key. He is the All Star main event when it comes to this series, and probably for the rest of their of their uh, championship chase. That team is going to go as far as AD takes them. As much as I love LeBron, I can literally watch LeBron take off for about five or ten minutes, and AD just takes over. LeBron was was non-existent that game, bro. I mean, I won't I won't say non-existent. Not. I just I just don't think that right now they got to call shit through him. I mean, uh, D'Angelo Russell came out and hit like the first eleven points. Yeah. Shout out to my baby. She took him in the parlay for the under on a sixteen mm-hmm. and a half points. He had that in like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And and LeBron was just over there playing distributor, you know, and playing mm-hmm. defense, trying to chase down and get some blocks. But when AD is on, that's a tough team to beat, man. Sal Look, says, I wish LeBron would take off in about five or ten minutes. <laughs> I still don't think I, – I still got them taking the L in the series. Really? I still got them taking the L in the series. I don't think they get past Golden State. Um, I think they just traded back and forth. Um, it was close until, like, the third quarter, and then they started to started – to, uh, take away a little bit but um shout out to you la lacares they came back they made a statement game of course they at home but I, you know who i really want to give a shout out to who's that you know why we're still on talking to the nba shout out to devin booker out there balling out scoring what did he do 47 and you know what devin booker 47? devin booker is another one of these guys take control. he'll have he'll have a huge game he'll have an average game Yep. Huge game, average game. And when him and Kevin Durant can get this constant chemistry and cohesion where they both can go off, just mm-hmm. like just like Sal says, Sixers big win today. You know why? Because James Harden scored 42 points. James Harden has to not worry about getting Joel Embiid involved. Yep. Joel Embiid has no problem with getting going with you, James Harden. He does not need you. All he wants you to do is go out and get your own. All these 13-point performances from Harden can't happen. Look what happens tonight. I, I picked Boston in my fan duel. Yeah. James Harden scores 42 points. <laughs> and shout out to Jimmy Butler. Um Hemi, Bree- Hemi Butler. Henny Butler. Breezing past those Knicks. Breezing past those Knicks tonight. Hey man, no. those playoff matchups, man. Those seeds don't matter. I don't no, care if you're eight seven seed. Golden State, look, the Lakers and the Heat were six, seven, and eight mm-hmm. seeds. Looks good. Looks good. Um, I think we got some 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 awesome basketball ahead, um, and we'll see what comes in in the near future. I just like I said, I don't, I'm not a believer in your Lacares. <laughs> I hate, ta- I, 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 I hate but, taking shots and talking shit. But who do I you believe in? I am. I mean, huh? who, who you? Who, I don't believe it. You haven't really. In. You haven't really hung hung your hat on not. the team. I said go to state. Then I said go to state in Phoenix. Okay. I said well, go Golden to state State's got a problem. Go to state does. Go to state does. They do. We'll see what happens. But look, 
I, before we go into our deep dive, and also our special guest tonight, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to the promo and everything. We got yeah, let's slow it down. Up. Talk about it, Kate. Talk down. about it, Kate. I, I don't know if you because I forgot to send you the clip. I don't know if you saw it. Okay, I just want to. I just um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find it. Why Look, not? Bus drivers have been getting a bad rap lately. I don't know if you've been paying attention. But bus drivers have been getting a really bad rap. Like lately. like school bus drivers or no, metro just, bus drivers? Just bus drivers in, in general have been getting a really bad rap because of um because Whoa. of some comments that were made, right? So I'm gonna pull this up. I'm gonna pull it up real quick so that we can uh I gotta pull it up on the reaction video because he he actually snips both of them together so that um together. So look, Ebony Williams did a uh, interview. With mm. Alan Van Sant, and Alan Van Sant asked her a question. Okay, shout out to my boy Craig Lucas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this real quick because he's got the joint right here because he snipped it together. So let me play this. I don't know if y'all been paying attention or if y'all seen this. So let me play this clip really quick for y'all. Okay, here it is with with there. Make sure let me know if y'all can hear it or not. Right, date a bus driver. You would you date if he bus owns the bus? If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus, See, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he was if he loved driving the bus. If he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus driver. But we think that it's another human being's responsibility to give us what we need instead of us building together. No way. I could build with a bus driver. I'd have my little stash over on the side in my prenup. But I could build with a bus driver. So out of the 50,000 plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when I said what I said. No. But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable, this way it goes. Gold heavy. and much worse. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe what? in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. So bus drivers are equal to C and D students. So the the whole Aaron, Aaron, as soon as I seen this, as soon as I seen this, right? I just picture all of WMATA, all those bus drivers that got big cars and got big whips out there front, right when they get off. And, and they got and good benefits. It. They got great phenomenal benefits. <laughs> yeah, look, they oh yeah, Babs at the train got hella jokes. But look, man. Ebony Williams says she will if, only if he owns the bus. But then if, if he did own the bus, then what? So so her whole conversation is saying, well, look, I am not going to, uh, you know, I've settled for a guy that only wants uh, the minimum or the average, right? So it, only if he owns a bus. I'm not going to date a bus driver, but that's... <sighs> Bro, what are your thoughts, right quick, before I go? I mean, go it's ahead. just it's just the same old shit that we see every day on on the internet from uh -huh. both sides, from men and women. It's just constant contradiction. You know, you, you date him if he owns the bus and text three zero one eight five seven one seven five seven to join the conversation. What's up, What's up baby? How you doing, Shanae? But you know, it, it's it's like if he owns the bus is what she said. But what does that mean? So what if he owns a bus? So he's going to be a whole, he's going to be an entire different person that you're dating because he owns the bus. No. I mean, what, what are we talking about, Kate? <laughs> so what are we talking about is she's basically saying she's not dating a man who would be deemed having an average job because being average or selling, settling would be considered mediocrity. And that's not, that's not, um, that's not acceptable in her eyes. So 
when you get on you get on your platforms right and you don't articulate that properly what i mean by that is the way that i just said is for better for you to understand it right if you get on there the the power of the media gives you gives other women the idea to think and believe hey i shouldn't settle for that either only only and if only if yeah oh oh i don't know if it's right she is a lawyer and a high profile coach you kind of expect her to have a certain level right oh let's 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 get the high value men quote in there and all that other stuff i don't know if her fiance so i have no idea what's up erica but i do know shout out to erica what's up here i do know that if you if you're going to have that conversation and say okay well uh i want a man at a certain type of level i want a man at a certain type of prospect to the mere fact that you will cut out a whole section of men just because you feel like or you deem what they do as average. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can you equate the occupation again? Like we talked about this before, mm-hmm. but can you equate the occupation of a man to his status in a relationship? Like, okay, so he drives a bus right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he's going to drive a bus for the next 10 years. Right. And if he drives a bus, it doesn't mean he's a bad person. You might have a lot of qualities and all the things that you want in that person in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And and him, you know, using that bus driving position might be a, a vehicle to get him to the next level of where he wants to be in life. You right. And you're, right. and you're right, Erica. They did touch on it on the Breakfast Club interview, and they went in. Iyana did line her up with that. But look, um, she did she did try to touch a little more on it. But the the thing, the argument was, well, he could be a bus driver, but he could also you know, be a real estate investor at the same time and be a bunch doing a bunch of other things. She threw him under the bus, y'all crazy. <laughs> she threw him <laughs> under the bus. But what it's doing is just putting a highlight on saying, well, you know, should you, is is average acceptable? If what you deem is average acceptable and in your eyes as a partner or as somebody you put yourself in a relationship with? I, I, it's, 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 it's hard for me in 2023 to equate a certain type of person to their occupation. Yeah, it really is. Like, I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't know if it's a um, a male thing or a female thing. Like, I've never really heard. I, I can't attribute a woman's character to her occupation. Yeah. Like like you even when I was single before I, you know, have gotten into my relationship, like I never sat around and said, oh, I need to find a woman who does this. Like to me, it doesn't just make them an automatic candidate for a successful partner. Right. Right. That's just my opinion. I'm nobody special, but this shorty right not, here. No. Nope. This shorty right here <laughs> talking about he can't, he gotta own the bus and shit. I mean, come on, man. That's I mean, that's just her, that's just where she feels like in her level, what she what she would accept. But the, the way that it came across is to other people that's gonna see it, it's gonna say, Hey, um, I shouldn't, I shouldn't um uh, settle for that either. Like you said, Eric says people equate money with being high value and setting, having character morals, uh, making you a high value person. We are a superficial uh, society, and that's just the way it is. Social media, social media puts that in that perspective, in the, in that aspect. So you just got to be careful with that. So um, look, Ebony Williams is Ebony Williams. She is a high powered lawyer. She does do those things. She's on her book tour. She's she pushing. She's pushing, on her book that tour. book. Yeah, she she pushed that book and she pushed it whatever she running. But look, um, hey, look, I'm a 301-857-1757 to join the conversation. You know what we're talking about. But before we push ahead, we have a very special guest. I don't know if y'all pay attention to the promo and all that other stuff that's coming up and pushing up. That's but, right, Erica. I know that's right. Erica. Um, we have we have a special guest tonight. It's one of the very special guests tonight. Did I put that? Out? I didn't mean to put that out there. Special guest tonight coming on. Um, and she is from a hit series, claim, acclaimed series called Double Cross on the All Black Network. I don't know if you have heard of it, but if you have it, you need to tune in. It's high quality, high quality, high quality uh, drama series. It's crazy, y'all. If y'all ain't seen it, it's called Double Cross. <laughs> Why did this thing come up? I got too much going on in my life. Oh, I didn't come up. But look. I'm going to introduce her in a second. We'll make sure she's in the back. But look, uh, where do I want to go here? There it is. Oh, take your time, Kate Dizzler. I can't take my time. Double go. Cross on the All Black Network. She uh, plays her name, plays Tanya as Detective Ryan's wife. Tanya Mentor on the show. Uh, let me see if she's ready in the back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to bring you to the stage, Candace Van Beauty. Candace, can you hear me? Are you with us? 
I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. What's going on, love? How are you? Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi. You camera stuff? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I can't see myself. At first I could, and now I can't, but hey. Oh, no. It's all good. It's all good. It's a gravy. Welcome to the show. <clears throat> look, look, we excited about it. I know we've been doing some promo on it. Uh, Absolutely. I'm but um, look, talk to us. I know you want to DMV's finest, man. Talk to us about who you are and what you do, and also about the show you got going on. Well, let's see. Okay, so I am on Double Cross, of course, as you just said, and I do play Tanya Mentor, but I don't think a lot of people know that majority of the cast is from the DMV. Yes, they nice. are. Nice. And the creator of the mm -hmm. show is my sister, Crystal Gibson. Um, she wrote the show. She's the creator of the show. She directs on the show, as well as my brother, Howard Gibson, who also um, directs on the show. So they actually split episodes. So some episodes you'll see directed by Howard Gibson. Okay. And then other episodes you'll see directed by Crystal Gibson. And they have just pretty much paved the way for a lot of the artists um, in the DMV to mm -hmm. get some shine. Nice. And, you know, not everybody can make it all the way out to California to, like, you know, get that first opportunity. But they started here. You mm -hmm. know, they started in the DMV um, doing shorts mm -hmm. and getting um, their network together with a, a lot of the different artists here in the DMV. So when they got the opportunity to get broadcast and streamed on All Black. They kind of just knew who they could depend on and who was mm -hmm. good. And then they were like, look, here's your opportunity. Let's go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're ready, let's go. So I was, you know, blessed to be one of those artists right. <laughs> at the time. Um, I don't know why my camera... I'm so mad at my camera. I don't understand That's why okay. I'm not showing up. <laughs> but um, I was just blessed to be um, ready. Mm -hmm. You know, Carmen, as you know, we, we've known each other since middle school. <laughs> we've known each other since Kettering Middle School. And so um, I've always wanted to sing and, and act and be an artist. So, you know, coming from that part of my life where... I was just always wanted to be in the entertainment industry and like mm -hmm. trying to make sure that I was on top of my skills and like taking classes and doing all mm -hmm. the different things necessary to be ready when that opportunity struck. You know, this was just like your moment. Okay, Candace, go ahead. This is it. Let's just do this. And not only are you able to do this, you're able to do this with family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a blessing all around. Faith Milante, who plays Nurse Brian, is from the DMV. Trey mm -hmm. um, Norris from um, that plays um, Centron is from the DMV. Nurse Rachel, who plays Lisa, I mean Lisa, who <laughs> Lisa who, Renee, who plays Nurse Rachel, is um, from the DMV. And I'm sure I'm missing some other people, but yeah, it's it, it, the production people that play in the background. Yeah, um, my parents have been on set. Ah. They have played like a doctor or a patient. <laughs> So it's just, you know, we're here and we're trying to just make sure that we are putting a stamp on things. I'm sorry if you hear my son in the background. He's right. got a little Terry. Um, but we're just trying to just make sure we give everybody an opportunity that really wants an opportunity from the DMV. So I'm 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 thankful. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, look, I, I can go a thousand ways. Go ahead, go ahead, ask this question, man. Candace, I just want to say, just thank you so much for taking this time out tonight to join the All Dressed Up podcast. Uh, I'm the co-host, Hef Streams. So I just want to say thank you again. But um, I do have a question because you talk about a lot of phenomenal things and, and opportunity is one thing. And um, when did you know that acting was your passion? Like when it was time for you to really chase it and make it yours, like when did you know that? You know what? To be honest, I knew very early on. I knew in middle school um, because it's something that stuck with me and never left me, no matter what it was that I was doing in the meantime. You know how some people say, well, in the meantime, I'm going to do this, but this is what I really want. Mm -hmm. And so 
I found myself making life choices that would always lead me back to what it was that I truly wanted. So for instance, right after high school, um, I wanted to be in the hair and makeup industry. And so I took those skills. So I went into a hair salon and I was a shampoo assistant. And I learned how to do hair. And then I went to cosmetology school and I learned, you know, I got licensed and I learned how to do makeup. And in the process, I was like, if I'm going to do something, then I'm going to still be able to use it in the industry. So okay. I started to do hair and makeup on movie sets. I started Very to, smart. to in, you know, intern for people. I worked at the, um, the J spot in Atlanta um, with Derek J, who is a hairstylist um, right. for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so I just made sure that I always put myself in position yeah. to be around people that knew things that I didn't know. But that could help me in the long run of getting in front of the camera. So sometimes you have to play your position. Right. You know, if I couldn't get right in front of the camera right then and there, then I was going to still do something that was going to have me in the industry that I wanted to be in. And then I still was singing. So I had I have a whole EP that I did in like 2004. And those were like, that was like the MySpace days. And I, I put it on MySpace. <laughs> you tell it on yourself. Yes, yes. I put it tell on MySpace. Yeah, I sure did. And um, I just kept up my chops. I kept singing mm -hmm. and performing performing and just making sure that you know I was still always on the lane like in the lane that mm -hmm. I wanted to go even if it wasn't like the exact thing that I wanted to do and right. so I've met so many great people along the way just being a part of the industry even in the backgrounds mm -hmm. so I knew very early on and I and I kind of just was waiting my turn and just you know being humble and even now I don't feel like I've made it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like the journey has just begun and I'm so humble, you know, because I've been, I kind of feel like I've been like that hidden gem mm -hmm. a little bit. You know how sometimes you, you save the best for last. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I feel. I feel like God is saving me for something or he has saved me for something because I still look very young, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. When people walk up to me like, oh, my God, you're 41. You look like you're 30 or you look like you're 25. And that's a blessing to me. You know, I don't look like what I've been through. But <laughs> hey, look, I'm telling hey, you, look, hey, hey, look, you hey. better stop. That's, that's, a, that's a good thing. You better Life stop. has happened, but I'm just so grateful that I still have this opportunity to, you know, I never gave up. And I think For that's sure. one thing that everybody should take away from, if, from, from tonight, if I can leave anything, mm -hmm. is that you don't give up. Mm. You know, you yeah. find those windows, you find those back alleys, you know, you step outside of yourself, get uncomfortable, and just do what you have to do, but always know that your time will arrive. When it's for you, it won't right. miss you, right. you know? Mm -hmm. And all the lessons that you pick up along the way are going to make you so sharp and so strong when you when it's your turn, when it's your time. Hey, yeah, look, you, you, you just you just nonstop dropping. She just gem dropping. Just blah Look, and then you're gonna come on and get my whole government names. I know you sis. Oh Lord have I'm mercy. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's all that's all right. It's all right. I ain't, I ain't run from it. I'm gonna live my truth. But look, very, look. very inspirational. So, so double cross, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. I I've, I've been binge watching the crap out of it. And y'all, y'all, y'all wow, bro. Y'all hello yeah, wow. I'm gonna tell yeah. you, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> so, but it's good. It's good. And I see, yes. you know, in the most recent season, this is season four that I guess you just wrapped up. Yeah. I mean, this, this was kind of like you're coming out, you know, you're coming out on screen because you've yeah. been in a lot more episodes uh than the previous. You know, I think you came, you started in season two. And yes. um, it's you know, in 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 like it's like these past few these past few have been like really pushing you into the forefront, which is exciting. So Really quick, let me ask you. You know, as far as as far as your journey and everything else, and I appreciate you coming on. And I know you 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 are balancing work balance and being a mom and everything else. That's why we love it because that's mm -hmm. so live. Look, did you have like any on camera limitations like that you have before? And if so, 
you know, do you think they would have been, they are impactful or could be impactful in your career? Um, I don't know about any on-screen limitations because once you get on that screen, you're not yourself yeah. anymore. I, I, and I'm going to tell you this too, because I, you know, I've been, I've seen, I've seen all seasons. It's a lot of body rubbing. It's a lot of, oh, yeah. hella body rubbing in that oh, yeah. thing, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm saying, you know, Carl, you know, he say I put that, I put that monster on you. I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, my well, yeah. sister's a hell of a writer. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely is. She, she, definitely she is. definitely likes to write things that people think but don't want to say out loud. Sure. And so she's sure. like, okay, if this is what a person would actually think to do, I want to mm-hmm. do it. Right. You know, I want to push that envelope. Right. Um, as far as Tanya, as far as my character. She was introduced in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her character over the seasons kind of, kind of, um, she's, she's just unfolding. She mm-hmm. really is in season four because in season two, she was just being introduced and you were just learning about her marital issues with her husband. Right. You know, she's very, um, she, she sits in her feminine energy. She doesn't really like to be confrontational, even though she is a, the district attorney. Right. You know, we have not even seen her actually be in court and be, mm, you know, no. hard that, she, like that, that, that stern and hard, um, uh, energy, I'll mm-hmm. say, that you would see come across it from a woman that is in the courts dealing with men all the time. You haven't seen that because right. we've been focusing on the aspect of her family life and her marital life. Yeah. So um, she's very much, you know, sits in her feminine energy and doesn't really um, want to fight against her husband. You know, right. she loves her husband, even though he's he's a piece of crap. You know, he's treating uh, her like crap. Uh, and then in season three, you know, she was more focused on she needs to find her child. So she could yeah. even with all the revelations of what her husband has done, so, hey, she couldn't she couldn't even like express right. that anger and that and she Hold on. focus on that. Hold on. I don't want you. Let's not go into the seasons. <laughs> what happens? And spoil okay. it for the people's. Okay. Who ain't seen it yet, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm all in. I'm like, I was binging like crazy, man. <laughs> I was like, when is the shooting for five? Because I'm We actually lit. do Y'all go raunchy. back into, yeah, season five, we actually um go back into production in June. Okay. So Look. we're all going to be geared up and ready for season five, yes, coming this is what the, I'm gonna next do. month. I'm a, I'm a, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a... um. You know, you know, I do music production. I'm gonna go ahead mm-hmm. and make it. Go ahead and make a. Uh, I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all an intro. I'm gonna send an intro track. This is your sister now. I'm okay. gonna use all my cards. <laughs> your sister. I'm gonna do an intro track and send it to you. But look, I'm gonna tell you like this. I, I, I after like two seasons, I wanted to throw the whole hospital away. because so, yeah, yeah, you know, I love the fact that they show a lot of black people in in prominent positions, mm-hmm. uh, but also showing them, you know. It's it's no you see the code switching on a consistent basis, but but mm-hmm. at, but it, but at the same time it still gives you that feeling like okay, you know we can still do all these things, still be amazing people, and still you know still be contribute to the community at the same time, still mm-hmm. do our wild stuff on the, on the other side. But look, mm-hmm. um, half I want you to ask one of those questions, those important questions that you wrote at the end. I just got a, I just got a good one real quick actually yeah. that okay. I just got I just got fed to me from one of our. Uh, viewers, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you this, Candace, because you say your sister's a phenomenal writer, mm-hmm. and I can definitely see that from watching the episodes that I've seen. <laughs> um, what do you think the impact of this writer strike is going to have on the industry? And, um, you know, what do you think about it overall? Like, do you see it becoming something that's going to take more traction? Uh, do you see it going into a, you know, a direction where it's going to actually affect the industry? What do you think about this writer strike? Well, I, I hope that it, it opens up some some possibilities for yeah, writers to actually absolutely. get paid what they deserve. Um, because you can't we can't be replaced. Like mm-hmm. I write too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. We write by experience, we write what we know, we write from a place that's authentic, you know, inspiring. Um, and I, AI can't replace that. You know mm. what I mean? And and that's really what it's about. A computer cannot replace the human experience. Very true. And Very so true. That's profound. I'm hoping that, you know, because the, the, the issue is that we have so many streaming platforms now. We right. have so many different outlets, but 
we don't have the content. And so this is why it's important for people to step outside of their fear Mm -hmm. and just do the thing that you know you're supposed to do. If you're a writer, write. Mm-hmm. Because there are so there are so many avenues and so many streaming platforms right now for writers, mm-hmm. and we're looking for that. And the networks are like, okay, in order for us to survive, we need the content. So you looking for computers and AI to do the job is not going to cut it. It's sure, really sure. not. Sure. And we can't be replaced. You're right. And so pay them, pay them, pay them down, pay them good, give them percentage because the yes. streaming is where it is. Yes. Um, and and it the end, you know, they're gonna see it's just gonna take some time, like you said. Yes, look, yes, and I and I just hope that you know it, it, it inspires more people that are writers to mm-hmm. get out there, create the content, do what it is that you know that you can do, you know, hook up with people. Um, that is really it really is all about who you know. Network, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Because if you don't know something and you're around the right person and you ask the right questions, right, you will get the right answers and that will help you. My sister has done internships with the Dim Gibson Films, which is the mm-hmm. name of her production company. I was an intern. I learned how to write a script during my internship. I was wow. able to intern on a couple of episodes of Double Cross myself. I'm not going to say what I did, but I'm just going to say that I learned. You know what I mean? So, sure. you know, you just have to put yourself in position, ask the right questions, um, and make yourself irreplaceable. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this writer strike is about. You okay, know, Beyonce. us writers, we are, we cannot be replaced by right. AI. You're right. Hey, hey. So I have a very important question. Okay. Yes. It's kind of like an either or question, but it's very important to our viewers and our listeners. Okay. Okay. Flats or drums? Flats. Cooked hard. (laughs) That's how I know. That's how I know when when Candace dropped Kettering. I said, oh, she fine. (laughs) Right, right, Erica. All right. Oh, that's Patty, a deep one right here. Patty LaBelle mm-hmm. or Anita Baker. Ooh, that's hard, but I have always been an Anita Baker fan. Oh, Shanae gonna love that answer. I have Yes. My girl's gonna love that answer. <laughs> I I just it was just something about Anita Baker. Okay. I'm okay. So, I love me some Patty now. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. But Patty. Anita, yeah. <laughs> she got them, she got them jams. I can All still right. put on. Jan is two for two right now. She's two right. for two. Last one. Last one. Okay. Spontaneous date with chill at home. Ooh. Oh, I'm a sucker for spontaneity. Spontaneity. Okay. Like I like I like to be surprised. Okay. Okay. Although I Don't am be, an introvert. Oh. I'm an introvert and I can I can chill at home, but I love spontaneity. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well you went on that. <laughs> Look at Eric talking about some both of them. I'm hoping uh, <laughs> you gave me both of <laughs> but no, look, hey, look, look. From I know you, you, you know, we already, you already know, you done put it out there, little sis to me, forever and always. Yes, I always seen it in you. But look, I, I am way beyond proud of you. So beyond proud Aww, of you. Thank and you. I, and I watch it. I'm going. I support anything you do, 110. percent Even have put ups like yo. Let's talk about our music on there. You got music on Apple iTunes and stuff. I saw the yeah, everywhere. I it over. But look, look, I'm excited because I know what season five is going to come and do. Yes. Uh, and, and it's going to blow up even more. And the more we talk about it, all black network, you on, you on there with like Walker, Walker Flocker and his show is on there. The Brat yes. show is on there. Yes. So it's not just, a, you know, a fly by night thing. You guys are really talented at what you do. I'm ex- yes. I didn't know it was everybody from the DMV. I didn't know it was so homegrown and family, family oriented, yes. operated. Cause that's awesome. Uh, yes. And so, like, I, I just hope that it keeps going and it and it blows up to the way it needs to. Thank you. you. Know? And I appreciate you coming on and stopping through with your presence, you know, 
you you are interview slash mommy duty slash everything yes sis and and like i said man it's all love all love pick up to you thank you everybody thank you. give a warm clap for candace van beauty thank How you, do you find, oh, it's, you said what are the sources need extra season five look they, they trying to get on they trying to put on all right it's all about who you know email okay, me so i got i got a hookup i know email the all dressed know. up podcast and I do know, okay, so if you follow at on IG mm-hmm. at them Gibson Films, so that's D E M, because you know we from the D M V at mm-hmm. them D E M Gibson's G I B S O N S Films F I L M S. Yes, right, at them Gibson go. Films. If you follow watch that, me, follow, follow watch right me push the button. Right Damn. Now. They I'm a, I'm a, post when we have castings. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's my sister and brother. Yay! Uh, they post when we have castings mm-hmm. on that page. So yeah. you should be able to see whenever they get ready to post for season five. Mm-hmm. It should be able to. Um, you should be able to get that information from there. Follow my sister at Crystal. Gibson, uh, what, what is hers? I don't know. We'll get it, but we'll post I the links. Crystal, up we'll definitely put it and up. I am Crystal Gibson. That's I am Crystal is. Gibson. Okay. I am Crystal Gibson, and it's spelled C H R I S T E L, like okay. Crystal. If you oh, follow her yeah. page, she posts as well when we have casting calls. Ron said, "Anita, and Ron, you're right. You're right. It's rain. I appreciate that. All right. So look." We love that. If you want to hang out, you can hang out because we want to get deep dive into the topic of tonight. Yes. That always, so, so that always stir up some trouble, and I like trouble. Lord knows I do. And I look. I made sure before we talked about this. I talked to my wife. I asked her the question. <laughs> asked her the question. <laughs> got her response to see what she was. I was like, let me slow down. So look, really quick, man. I'm a uh, 301-857-1757. You want to join in the conversation tonight. That's where you can go in. I will sing your link. You don't have to show your face. You can come on just like yes. Candace did tonight and say what you need to say within it. But look, the co- topic of the conversation tonight is very clear, okay? What's not slow? We're gonna muddy the water a bit, okay? Is marriage a commitment or is it a contract? Is marriage a commitment or is it a contract? 301-857-1757 join the conversation. I feel like this is a late night radio show the way I just see that too. But look, half, half. Um, ladies first, ladies first, Candace. Yes. Is marriage a commitment? Or is it a contract? It is both. It is both. It is houseway. Houseway. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because you have to be committed to the contract. Wait you have to be committed to the contract. What? And you cannot have a true commitment without the contract. She coming okay? in and throwing haymakers mm. already. Mm. Because mm. essentially what you're doing is you're creating a legacy for your lineage, okay? right? So I can be in a committed relationship, yes, for a long term, yes. Mm -hmm. But once we start having children, Mm -hmm. then it becomes something different. And if anything were to happen to you, anything were to happen to me, that paperwork is everything, Mm. you know? It secures their. It secures the future of your lineage. Okay. You know, it's not just love. It's not just feelings. Those things are great. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, when when life insurance comes into play, right. <laughs> when houses and properties and estates come into play, that is all paperwork. Okay. So is it? So, so is, it has to be. It has to come into play. You so, cannot have a, 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 a marriage with a, without contract. So, all right. I'm glad that you said that. So, 
what you just explained was paperwork and the reasons why that we why people uh choose marriage and they make it a legal thing uh and they make it legal right they do it in they do it in the courthouse or they sign the, they sign their certificates a marriage certificate mm-hmm. but is that is that marriage certificate a contract yes how is it a contract it is how is it a contract you're both coming into it in agreement, and you're both putting your signatures on there, mm-hmm. stating that this is what you're going to be committed to. Okay, this is it. So, so the, you have you... merged together. You have you are you are doing the marital the business of marriage. <laughs> it is the business of marriage. The business of marriage. It I is. like that. I it like is. that. It's but how can it? Okay, so I I see what you're saying. Everybody will say, "Oh, it's both," but here's where it gets muddy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about commitment, part of the well, let me before I go there, half, half. No, I mean, go ahead. No, 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 no. Half. Is it a commitment or? Is let it me let me let me let me talk go to ahead. the chat for Talk a to the chat. Let me take a deep breath. Let me let me take a deep breath because Candace has been <laughs> dropping gems since she stepped on the mic tonight. So shout out to Candace Van Beauty for the gems she dropped. Thank you. But and Erica in the chat says she's preaching. She is, and you know, with with commitment comes the contract. And I totally agree with when she says this. And um, to make it more personal for myself, I've been in. Um, Coming up on a four-year relationship. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, me and my girl, we had a baby. And she's 16 months now. And obviously, the last thing is the contract. Because we live together. We have a baby. We're, we're, you know, discussing finances, long-term goals. And it's like, you know, when do you write the contract? Like, I feel like I'm married now. I obviously haven't signed the paper, Candace. But, like, when when do you write the contract and how does that go? Well, I feel like you write the contract. You should have been wrote the contract, mm-hmm. sir. Hef. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I feel like That's nowadays it. we do things unorthodox. You know, mm-hmm. we have the baby before the commitment. You know, we have the baby before the contracts are in place. If something were to happen to you today or tomorrow, you know, where does that put your child? You know, where does that put your girlfriend who should be your wife? This is this is about honoring your commitment of starting a family. This is what you started. Mm. Okay. You two have come together and now you have started a family. And so... I feel like you should just go ahead and do the honor of making her your wife. She is good enough to be the mother of your child, mm-hmm. you know? So if that was, if that was the case, then go ahead and make that solidified so that they are taken care of, you know, 100%. do the paperwork to make sure that they are there. They, the stability is there. The foundation is there. People take the contract so lightly, and I don't think that they realize how much it actually is a benefit to them. Even in your tax returns, it's a benefit to you. But what do you think? But what do you, real quick before you go, Kate? Does we talked about, um, you know, having the baby before without marriage, right? Did you get a birth certificate and a social security card for your child? Absolutely. Absolutely, you did. You did business with the United States government, just having a baby. Right. So it says communication uh, plus commitment equal a contract. 100%. Yes. Okay, so because here's where it gets money. Because when we talk contract, right? Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation with a bunch of different people, right? Mm -hmm. We talk contract. We're we're thinking it's a a business decision at that point. It really is. It's a business Mm -hmm. decision at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and when we decide to enter into those things and get into it and get into a business decision, sometimes people look at that business decision differently from the original commitment that they made. Mm. 
And so therefore, that is one of the number one reasons why it is important to choose your partner. And that should not be taken lightly. And you shouldn't just be out here making babies with whoever without understanding that there is a commitment. There is a, you know, there is some, there is a business to even having a child together with someone. Uh-huh. You know, you're coming together and creating life. I think if we thought about it differently and if we thought about it in that way, uh-huh. family would be different. So so that's that, that's where I'm leading. I'm leading you, I'm leading you down the road to say hey. If you if you're looking at marriage and, and Melinda, welcome, welcome, welcome to the group, welcome to the chat. Newly married, I'm glad you're in. I want you to weigh in too. 301-857-1757. It's where you're you on a spot, when Melinda. You, when, you, a um, spot. when you start, the trouble is because let's say, you know, high value men, high value women. Okay. I'm just I'm just put it out there. When you start looking at your commitment more so than a more so towards a contract, then it gives it gives an as it gives it aesthetics towards business wise, right? Because that's one of the things we can say. We we we're doing this so we can secure each other. It's a contractual agreement saying that we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. But when we really boil it down to it, when we say that whether we do it at the altar or whether we do it in the courthouse, aren't we taking both those rings and making that commitment um, a lifelong commitment, a soul commitment? To each other, the it, sh- it should be it should be both. Yeah, it should it should, it should be both, right? That it is, should that's be both. A, that's a that's a soul bond commitment to each other. Okay, mm-hmm. where what are the what are the contractual agreements to that commitment? That's the that's between the couple because every marriage and every relationship is different. Right, you know, everyone has different circumstances. I may come into my marriage saying, "Listen." I'm going to be, I want to be 100% sitting in my feminine energy. Mm-hmm. However, I do want to be able to be creative and, you know, do what I want to do as far as work. Mm-hmm. But I want to sit in my feminine energy where, you know, I take care of the household. I raise the children. You know, this is where I want to sit. And I and, and, and I would like for you to sit in your masculine energy. You be the provider. You go out there and bring home the bacon or whatever the case may be. But these are the different things that needs to, to that need to be discussed when even picking your partner and getting right. in a serious relationship with somebody. 100%. Okay, so nowadays people meet someone on the street and then they be like, oh, you want to date me? Yeah, let's date. They go out on a date and then the next week they're in a full-blown freaking committed relationship. They have Mm -hmm. not vetted. They have not asked the serious questions. They have not, you know, given this person enough time to show, can they show up for you if anything happens? They, They don't know how the person handles conflict. They don't know, okay, when the chips are down, how are they going to react? They don't vet anymore. They just go from a date to the bed and now we have a child together and they Mm -hmm. are having babies with strangers. They, people need to stop and slow down. And if this is something that you really want, if marriage is something that you're aiming towards, Mm -hmm. take your time and vet a person out. Well, Mm. yeah, what people end up doing ultimately, unfortunately, is they ignore the red flags. Yes. Uh, They ignore the red flags. They see it. And then, uh, yeah, commitment turns into robbery after that because now we look yeah. at it as 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 Arizona Ross says, commitment turns into robbery at that yeah, point. Yeah, because, because they get blinded by the, the looks we, and attraction we, and you know all of those things instead of a person's characteristics and what yeah. they actually, you know, how they actually will be in a marriage. And not just that. And look, Erica says, you know, the crazy thing is we will reconsider marriage, and if we want the government involved, but. We have babies like it's nothing that lasts forever. That's because people like practice. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> referencing anyone in particular. I'm just saying that we making lifetime commitments already and acting like we, we do. South is. Yeah. Do, you, do you need a contract if he's a bus driver? <laughs> Good question, yes. South. So <laughs> yes. The issue. The issue comes into play is when we get. It, what happens is we we make the commitment up front, right? Yes. We make the commitment. We sign the paper, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get into the thick of it, mm-hmm. right? And then we look at it and say, okay, this is a contract. Mm-hmm. And once we get into a thick of it and things don't start happening the way we like them, 
mm-hmm. we start looking at this contract differently mm-hmm. and try to find clauses. You start to try to renegotiate the contract. To renegotiate the contract mm-hmm. or figure ways out to terminate the contract. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for somebody, let's say, um, let's just say, you know, have value to, to view it in that aspect and say, okay, I need to reconsider this before I reconsider my commitment. Um, if I'm looking at it as a contract, I need to reconsider the terms of this agreement mm-hmm. before I reconsider the commitment that I made. But, 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 mm-hmm. the, one thing, but the one thing, Kate, does that Candace was saying that I can't necessarily say a lot of people do is know themselves as well as she described knowing herself and going yes. into a marriage. Yes. Like, and going into a marriage, I think knowing yourself is the first major step mm-hmm. to engage in in establishing that contract. Because when you described it, Candace, that was very that was that was profound when you were saying like you wanted to sit in your feminine your feminine energy and you still wanted to be creative. Like a lot of people can't can't voice that going into these into these commitments but, yes. but what happens what happens if if the man wants to sit in his masculine energy mm-hmm. right right and the woman won't allow him to because she feels she needs to she needs to take that pedestal maybe because she makes she generates more income than he does those are things that will present themselves in the beginning they hey, will. Let me let me say this. That's that's why we don't ignore the red flag. <laughs> I tell, I, I tell yeah. everybody the same question. I tell everybody the same thing. There's a difference between a committed relationship and marriage. Because mm-hmm. once you once you become married, everything <clears throat> changes. Mm-hmm. There's no way to explain it. It's just when you go through that process, you understand how everything changes. Because like you said, if we enter into that commitment and we take those vows and we say that there is no turning back, now everything has, um, has um, uh, our, everything is definite at that point. Now there, there is no, if you, if you go in there and you burn the bridges or you, you, you hit the shore and you burn the boats the way you're supposed to, you, you got to deal with what's in front of you. There are there are no boats to get back to the ocean. Oh, no. And I think that's one of the reasons why you have to have some type of foundational. Okay, give give for a second. Just 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 take this this ride with me for just a second. Go ahead. Okay, you create a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Your brand has guidelines. Your brand guidelines let you know that if you get away from these guidelines. Mm-hmm. And something starts to look off, and something starts to look off wrong. You go back to your guidelines, mm-hmm. and you go back through your guidelines, so that you can get back on track to making sure that your brand is saying the things that it's supposed to say and doing the things that it's supposed to do, and it looks like how it's supposed to look like. People don't go into their marriage with guidelines. They don't go into their marriage saying, hey, these are the foundational things that I need. This is if if as long as we have these things mm-hmm. and that could be God mm-hmm. in our in our relationship and in our marriage, you know, those foundational things. These are the things that I need every single day. As long as I have these things going on, then anytime we get away from them and things start to look like we it's it's not adding up we can come back to these guidelines we can come back to what our foundation we said we wanted to have and then that's work deep. from there that's deep and, and imagine from there because people do grow and they and they want different things and they desire different things but if those foundational things are still there then we can make this work mm. Can I ask can I ask you guys a quick question speaking on that? What what happens if like pre-marriage, right before you go into making that next step, mm-hmm. you write down a list of things that are your concerns and your guidelines versus your partner and you put your list together and they're far off. Does that does that like sway you and make you feel different or do you just like work on your guidelines together at that point? Cuz I think that's very interesting. I think that you should have your guidelines set up before you even go looking for a wife. Oh. She should have her guidelines set up before she even entertains a husband. Because you essentially, if you're dating, you're dating 
looking for your match. Mm -hmm. And when those things don't add up, if you're sitting across a woman and you're like, I want to, I, I, I want to be with somebody that's soft. I want to be with someone who is polite and you go out on a date. And every time you go out on a date, she got something negative to say to the waitress. Or her voice deeper yeah. than yours. You know? <laughs> she loud. You, you know? You know that's not the woman for you. That's and there's nothing point. wrong with that woman. She's just not the woman for you. Don't ignore the red flags. You can't <laughs> ignore the red flags and you have to have a certain... Uh, because once you start dating and you and they're checking off your boxes when it comes time to sit down and say okay this is the type of marriage that I want because I know that she already has the foundation I can see her raising my child I can see her being nurturing I know that she's going to have my back because she's shown me that this is in her nature to be this way and I can live with that and, that and, makes all the difference and, and let me say this too um, if you build your guidelines uh, or, you, or you build your criteria, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure as you grow within yourself and as you get older, you don't stay too rigid within your criteria. Yes. As you grow and you learn not yes. only about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But about the things that are important to you. Because as you get older and as time goes by, things change. Yes. And the value of things that you hold within yourself change. And so sometimes we get into a situation where as people we just we want we get locked into these certain things or certain ideals that they have to fit in this box and when you do that like being like ebony williams said as far as the bus driver you 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 lock yourself out from possibly meeting the perfect person for you because your criteria or your guidelines have become too rigid over time and that could be just because you know, out of spite or out of fear or or just out of the lack of growth uh, internally, internally. Mm -hmm. So, Erica, so you, can, you can be committed to a person all you want in your heart, but let's say something happens to her or him and y'all aren't married and your name isn't on their legal documents. You have, you have no power. So it is business as well. Yes. 100%. It is business. I think it becomes business when it goes to the next step. I, and, and the reason why I ask this question, Ron says, without boundaries, you invite mistreatment. And yes. Yes, you Ron. do. Now, uh, I, I, the reason why I pose this question is because my fear of, of the viewpoint of a contract is that it, if you look at it more so a contract, you begin to look at it as a business decision. And then people know with a business decision, you can find a way to make a different business decision. You can choose to remove yourself from that business decision. But when you make that commitment up front and initially, right, mm -hmm. you got to take that with all seriousness and, and be able to take those two circles. Because marriage is about two circles becoming one circle. It's first when you start putting them together, there's a level of discomfort that mm -hmm. is natural and that is supposed to happen in order for you guys to grow together right people get start moving into that circle right and then look at it as a business decision because the, the discomfort becomes too far too much and either one person or both lose the inability to grow and be vulnerable and be honest with each other and decide to take the business take the contract and rip it up right mm -hmm. then now the commitment to the next person, unfortunately, like people do, they have baggage. <laughs> baggage becomes a you know, becomes a little less of a commitment and more so of a contract when they viewpoint next time. It's always like you know, scars, scars and wounds will always heal, but you always learn from the previous mistakes. And mm -hmm. I just I just pray that if you look at it more so more so the commitment wise and not a business, not a business decision or a contract. You may always reground and recenter yourself to why you did what you did and why it was important to you. But like you said, none of that matters if your criteria or your guardrails or your guidelines ain't there and if you ignore the red flags. Yes. And also, and also what I'm taking from this, uh, guys, is stop playing married, damn it. If you want to be married, <laughs> if you want to be married, get married. Mm -hmm. and, and, and get that contract signed and, and leave room for amendments, says Kate Dizzle. 
Leave room for me. <laughs> no, sincere, but it shouldn't change. That's the twist about communication. Should be the same from the first uh, first time two people meet when you go to marriage. Uh, that psychological comes into play, and that is that is a contract. Ooh. Red flags. It's chameleons, chameleons out here. <laughs> that's why you give it time, Ron. That's what. Hey, that's why you let it breathe. You let that yes. thing marinate. If that's you a, sit and listen to a person talk, they will tell you their intentions. You just got to give them time to do it. But the deepest thing, thing, the deepest thing that I think Candace said was, you know, just making sure you protect your legacy of your lineage. Like I mm-hmm. thought, that's the that was the deepest thing that I took from tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know when I take on the next realm of, of the next level of being actually married, it's like you know just making sure you have the common goals of what you both want to succeed. Like you have right. to have the same mm-hmm. aspirations, I would say. Yes. Like I can't I can't imagine you being in a successful relationship where one person has these aspirations to go far right and you're going far left. Like really put your heads together and be the best versions that you can so you both can accomplish what you both want to but still grow together. Exactly. Uh-huh. Hey, look, man, y'all knocked this thing out the phenomenal conversation park out the <laughs> park. And, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, uh, you set it up, Candace, because you, you set the whole tip talking about it's both, it's both of them, yeah. it's yeah. both of them. But look, I think we, we got to this whole the, the heart of the meat of the, the matter because none of that matters. If you don't check yourself and you don't pay attention to the red flags up front, because yes. if you don't, if you do pay attention to those things up front, it can save you a lot of time, energy, mm-hmm. effort, and aggravation um, from going into the commitment under all under. I won't even say false pretenses. It's just you know ignorance. She's so bad. She's ignorance. she's bad, but don't ignore that red don't flag. Ignore, don't exactly. ignore the red flag. So look. <laughs> I'm going to put in the link where they can go follow your IG. Uh, it's in the chat there, Candace Fan Beauty. Thank you so you much. Sure there. Get the all-black network. See double costs. It's all DMV there all the time, 24-7, 365. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Uh, you can go to All Black Network. Check that out, y'all. Double Cross uh, is on the All Black Network. Let me put that graphic up one more time. I can't prepare tonight. Y'all, it's crazy. It's about shout three. out, shout out to Crystal, man. She writes her butt off. Oh, yes. shout out to Crystal, writes her butt <laughs> off, man. It's crazy. Well, look, uh, we got there where you can find them. Hef streams, we can find Hef streams everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere. Look, you find K Dizzle DC everywhere. If you got any questions, or you want to be a part of the crew, or you have a show topic, submit your info to all dressed the podcast at gmail.com. Um, we got. To, we got everything we're everywhere. I'm gonna put the links up. You guys know this wouldn't be a show, it wouldn't be good without you and your interaction. Every other Sunday at 9 p.m., you see a lot more promo, a lot more things coming to follow. Again, Candace Fan Beauty from Double Cross. Tanya Minter. Tanya Minter. Y'all know where to find us, man. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We'll see y'all on the bottom. You know, you know. They know, they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, we know, and I know.